0: Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system.
1: Hey Lenny, hope everything is going good in Mexico. Listen, give me a call back. It's important, okay? Trump declared a national pandemic. I love you. Be safe. Bye-bye.
0: That's my dad. He left me a voicemail while I was soaking up the sun in Los Cabos with my college roommates. He wanted me to come home from spring break, but not exactly home. For reasons I'll get into later, he wanted me to quarantine before coming to the house that I had grown up in. And he had a plan.
1: So that we could give Tori a space to quarantine uh, because of her travel, international travel out of the country. And thought it was the safest way to go for her 14-day quarantine.
0: That space? His new house. The one that wasn't fully built. The one still under construction. The COVID-19 pandemic created a lot of strange situations, and this is mine. I'm Toy Kashadi, and this is Covering COVID. Home sweet home. It's day one in my new home. Now, going into this home, I knew there was no Wi-Fi. I understood that I might be without it for a couple of days, but I had no clue what I was walking into. At first glance, it looks normal. The foyer has multiple boxes sitting on the ground. As I make it right into the family room, there are two couches and a rug. Looks pretty normal, right? Then I walk down the hallway to the space that is known as the kitchen. There are big wooden panels that lie on the ground so that I could walk over to the sunroom to get water and food. If I took the panels off, there would be wooden beams and a tarp that covers the actual soil from the earth. And when I look up, I can see the beams that make the roof of the house. (sighs) I sigh as I go back into the functioning part of the house. I make a right turn and decide to go check out my bedroom. Big mistake. The walls are asylum white. The bed is a cot that looks like you would find it in a war hospital. There's a handmade quilt filled with bright and vibrant colors sitting on the bed. No pillow in sight. And the bed is in the middle of the room. Against the wall is a tall white dresser. Two of the drawers are broke. I find this out when I try to put some of my clothes in the drawers. I decide I can't live in a room like this. So I stop unpacking and I walk down the hall and to the left to see the bathroom. It's a mix of my Italian Nan's bathroom from the 90s and a throw up of pastel colors. However, I'm grateful because the shower and toilet work. One problem, there's no shower curtain. I put my face in my hands and just let out a scream. I'm going to be honest, I am distraught. I have no Wi-Fi, no working kitchen, no unworking kitchen for that matter. And I only have canned food that I've never eaten before. And I have a bedroom that is set up as if I was going to prison. But worst of all, I was
1: alone. She was confined to her room. She could use other parts of the house, uh, the kitchen and those types of areas, but she stayed in one half of the house, basically used the basement for uh, where we had another kitchen downstairs that she could use.
0: If I have to live in this room, there has to be some changes. So during day two, I go into the other three bedrooms and move furniture into my room. I made a makeshift vanity. I put a small mirror on top of a three foot shelf. I grabbed two nightstands. I put a wooden nightstand in the left corner of my room next to a silver tall candlestick that I found. I put a white wooden chair next to those two things too. I push my bed back into the right corner I put my silver metal nightstand next to my bed and put a white lamp on the nightstand. I finally find more pillows and blankets in other rooms and dress my bed up a little more. Lastly, I grab a cow-spotted rug and put it in the middle of the room. Hmm. The room is really starting to come together. As I look around, I'm happy with what I did. I still don't have Wi-Fi and I'm terrified of being alone. But I have a microwave in the basement to heat up some food.
1: Or she had to cook it herself, so... Uh, I'm sure she did a lot of soup and a lot of uh, the basic, you know, staples. She had uh, some food in the cupboard that she could cook up, although she did not have a stove, so she had to pretty much rely on a microwave and just whether we would cook it at the other house and bring it to her.
0: Day three. I get a call that Wi-Fi is getting installed today. That's a good thing because I have an assignment that is due tonight. I wait all day. Nothing. No one comes. No Wi-Fi. I'm bummed out. I wish I had more to say, but when you are sitting in a house without a kitchen or Wi-Fi, it is kind of hard to do anything. I luckily get an extension with the assignment. (sighs) Day four rolls around and the keyboard guy comes in and installs the Wi-Fi. Thank God. I can finally do my assignments and watch some Netflix as I'm watching New Girl. feeling i hear loud bangs and voices muffled i decide to walk into the part of the house that is not finished yet i walk up to two guys talking and looking at the unfinished bare planks i'm a mess i just rolled out of bed i have my glasses on and my hair is everywhere i haven't showered in about five days because i didn't even get a shower curtain yet And one of them looks at me and says, who are you? I just realized these men had no clue that I was living in this half of the house. I'm terrified at the fact that there are people here. I thought we were supposed to be social distancing. I thought I would be walking out to my dad telling me that I could come home or that he was starting to finish the remodeling of the kitchen. Nope. The men are two plumbers and they told me the water has to be turned off tomorrow because they need to fix a pipe. Thank you, dad, for letting me know what is going on with this half of the house. Day five. This is the first day I actually get to see my dad in person. He brings over a shower curtain and finally gives me a car. Oh yeah, did I mention throughout the last five days I was actually stuck at this half of a house? Right. Anyways, my dad brings over groceries and puts them on this three-foot stand in the living room. I don't have any cabinets to put the food in, so this should do. I'm excited. I got bread, peanut butter and jelly, salty chips, and sweet cookies. My dad sets up a TV on top of this stand. It works. I can watch Netflix and hang out somewhere besides my bedroom. Plus, the plumbing is fixed, and I can finally shower. I will never not appreciate the blessing of hygiene. It's day six. This is going to be a long eight more days when I wake up to drills and power tools every morning at 8 a.m., The electricians tell me it's only going to be till next Friday. It's Thursday, so eight more days won't kill me, right? I was wrong. I go on to my three Zoom classes I have that day. I had to be muted the entire time and I could barely hear any of my professors. I wake up to no noises on day seven. It's so peaceful. This is the first morning I get to wake up with no interruptions. I get out of bed and walk outside. It is beautiful. The sun is shining, it's not too hot, and not too cold. I decide to change and brush my teeth and go for a walk. As I am walking, I feel the wind on my face and think, how could this day get any better? I get home and I see my dad is doing yard work. It was good to see a familiar face. I start to help my dad with the yard work, but he stays far away due to me being quote-unquote sick. That evening, I'm sitting in the living room watching New Girl, and I see something dark run across the floor. Is that... A rat?! You've got to be kidding me. A rat? Really? A rat? Let me tell you, I screamed so loud, the neighbors probably thought I was getting murdered. I panicked, and I called my dad. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Of course he is not answering. It's 1.30 in the morning. Now I'm standing on my couch with a blanket wrapped around me. I'm sobbing because I'm so terrified. It was just one rat, but to me, it felt like my whole world was falling apart. I go to my room and just lay there and I stare at the ceiling. What am I going to do? Why is this happening to me?
1: Tori wasn't overly excited about the the quarantine either for 15 days, that's kind of tough to to be, you you know, inside somewhere for 15 days.
0: I was not overly excited about quarantine, but at day eight, I just wanted to get the hell out of this house. Rats. I call my dad and I tell him everything that happened the previous night. He tells me that he will get traps and that I need to move the food to a higher shelf in the sunroom, but he had some bad news. The insulation workers could not come after the electricians because Tom Wolf shut down essential businesses. Insulation workers are essential. I know. (sighs) You've got to be kidding me. That means no building anything until the whole pandemic is over. During this pandemic, I'm going to be kitchenless. My day consisted of a lot of reading and homework. I don't have a schedule, which I'm not a fan of. What the hell? That was my reaction when I decided to go grab breakfast and I saw the rat got into the food. It's day nine. I'm hanging on by a thread at this point. Day nine was a very bad day for me. I didn't realize how much social interaction really meant to me. I pretty much stayed in bed all day. My dad texted me telling me he left me food outside the house. I caved and I called my mom. She said she didn't want me coming over to her house either. Then I called my brother. My brother came over and asked me where the traps were and he helped me set them up. Anthony, my brother, asked if I wanted to eat after we set up the traps. I said, of course. That was the first time I went outside the house. I felt amazing. My body rushed with adrenaline. I felt like I could run 10 miles. We only drove about three miles to Burger King, but it was nice. I never thought Anthony would be my knight in shining armor in this situation.
1: You really, you know, be responsible about staying in the quarantine and doing the right thing. So, you know, it was tough. It was certainly tough. I mean, you know, we we haven't gotten to hug her and those types of things. You don't really realize how much, you know, closeness you have with people until you can't be close with them.
0: I miss hugging my dad. Day 10, I craved more social interaction. After the day I had with Anthony, I just wanted more human connections. After multiple pleas, Anthony caved and came over. We went for a hike for two hours, then talked about schoolwork and just life in general. Without human interaction, I was going insane.
1: And just the more people, you know, use their social distancing and follow the rules, then, you know, the closer we can kind of get with each other.
0: The last four days were a lot of me complaining, being lonely, and doing schoolwork. Instead of boring you and talking about nonsense, I'll just tell you my thoughts. It has now been 43 days since I've arrived at this house. Yes, I never left. On day 14, my dad and my stepmother, Alicia, thought it would be best if I stayed here until the pandemic is over, which I cannot be mad about that. Why? Because my stepmom has a compromised immune system. On day 16, when I looked at the traps, I realized there was more than just one rat. One, two, three, four, and five. Disgusting, right? I cried. I literally cried. I still don't have a kitchen. I still stare at the ceiling. And I still hike with Anthony. But you know what? I would not change this at all. I learned how to use a mouse trap, I moved heavy furniture by myself. I read more books and wrote more journals than I ever have in my life. I learned that being alone sucks, but I can do it for the people that I love. I would never want to put someone's life in danger because I decided to go to Mexico for spring break. But the most important thing I learned was that I need my life. I need my dad to hug me and tell me that he loves me.
1: All right, we love you. We miss you. Can't wait to see you next week. We're going to come down and see you sometime this week or something. All right, love you. Bye-bye.
0: I need Alicia to always be way too clingy. <laughs> Get out of my bed. i need anthony to do dumb stuff with you know what pop <laughs> i need my mom to ask me about the cool hip new things kids do <laughs> and i need my friends to laugh with <laughs> overall i learned that my life wouldn't be a life without the people i loved one night i sat up for two hours trying to think why me I tried to understand why this would only happen to me. But I realized I needed this lesson. I was caught up in so many other things and not the people I loved. And I would not change one thing about my experience. After this, I'm giving my dad the biggest hug. COVID 19 affects everyone, but especially the elderly and people of any age who have a serious underlying medical condition. Patrick Annali is one of those higher risk due to a medical condition, COPD. Find out what precautions he's taking and how he's coping with the fear of getting COVID 19. That's next time on Covering COVID, and I'm Tori Kishotti.